hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Ripple Effect podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us, whether you're watching this or you're listening to this. Welcome to the studio as we recap the last week, as we talk about what's coming up and we highlight a few things here behind the scenes at Timberlake Christian Church. As always, uh, we are thanking you for joining us. But today, as always, not always, but sometimes always, Brian Sevitz is in the studio. Mary Green is in the studio. We're back to the OGs being in the studio joining us today. Before we get going, we want to uh, highlight the sponsor of the week. Uh, the sponsor of the week this week is Golden Stars. Mary, would you like to tell everybody what this is? Absolutely. We're so grateful for all of you who have participated in VBS this summer mm. by donating supplies. There's always so many great um, experiments and things that we can do to make VBS even more fun and more um, hands-on and experiential. And, and yet, that budget would just be astronomical. So we've had stars up in the lobbies, and we've had an Amazon wish list, and I been organizing that this week and it's just amazing thank you so much for helping us with VBS by providing yes thank you very much we know that we've been talking about it a lot but I love how we have something like this that the whole church can get behind and if you get the chance to next week yeah. come by the church building anytime from not eight two weeks is VBS two weeks sorry in yeah. two weeks if you come by the church building sometime in the morning before noon uh, and, and you get to experience and maybe just see, if you've never seen it before, what the kids do and how many lives are impacted in the name of Jesus. So we're so grateful for you all. And then here's my throwing star. It's just like a... Nice. That's dangerous. Almost a boomerang. <laughs> almost a boomerang. Um, well, we want to recap this past Sunday. Uh, we had a great week. And uh, this past Sunday we talked uh, about the final... Uh, judge that we were going to talk about in the series, Samson, and um, I wanted to know, uh, Brian, do you know how many judges are mentioned in the book of Judges that, because uh, we only talked about six of them. Do you know how, Mary, do you know how many there are? Twelve. There are twelve wow. judges. So there's a whole other slew of judges that are mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, oh, now, now I'm going to guess quiz with no. you. Do you know... Um, there is there's several judges that have lots of children. Do you know which judge has the most children? How many children they have? No, I don't. I don't remember the name, but I think it's like forty children. Wow! And one had like thirty sons, and the big thing was they all rode on donkeys. <laughs> they rode on donkeys and they went out and judged the land. Um, anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, but we finished up with the Samson series. Um, do either of you have a favorite part of the Samson story? We hear Samson's story a lot. Favorite part or least favorite part maybe in the story? I think I get exasperated sometimes by the fact that he was raised to be a, Na a Nazarite, to have this vow with God, and yet he just constantly was looking for other things. Mm. Pretty woman, the exact opposite of what his parents had intended and yet God continued to show grace and mercy and use him in a powerful way all the way up to the very end when he got another chance what exasperates you about that the fact that he was negligent or the fact that like God the, still used someone like that or all of it 
the fact that he had the opportunity to have a special, unique relationship with God, and yet that wasn't satisfying to him. Mm. He continued as pursuing his own mm. things that looked better, looked more exciting, looked, you know, more adventurous. It was de- he definitely had a unique opportunity being set apart from birth that not everybody had. Um, interesting. That's good. It's a good thought. I remember when I was a kid, you know, watching those little Bible story videos. I don't remember what they were called, uh-huh. but like we like Bible adventures. Yeah, something. Bible adventures. Yeah. I think we yeah. used to have them here. I there was VHS we videos. They were VHS. I remember for them. sure. Samson was cool. Uh, I know we had them here because at one Bible point stories. they something like converted that. them into DVDs. Mm-hmm. You know, but of course the slaying of a thousand. You know. That was the part that With I, that was, when I was a kid, that's, yeah, that's what was uh, memorable. But I guess now I just, I like the parallel with us, really, that, um, yeah, there's really no reason he should have been used the way he was. Mm. Yeah. Because he was so negligent and everything. But we are, too. I yeah. mean, I have been. Mm. I See, that's, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's what I tried to do on Sunday was, Growing up, you think, this is a cool story. Like, he was super strong, and it was like a superhero. But really, it's a a messy story. And it's Mm -hmm. like, even after he kills all those Philistines, it's still a mess. And people are still oppressed. Even after, with the donkey's jawbone, even after he dies, there isn't a spiritual revolution. It's just more, actually, it's worse. Everybody does what's right in their Like, it's just, it leaves it in such this horrible state which we should long for Jesus, I think is the point. But mm. it's not a it's not a cheer Samson on kind of story. It's like, oh, buddy, you really messed that up. Um, so we talked about how uh, this past week about how even though it's messy, God still used Samson, and um, we might have felt like our mistakes or our failures disqualify us. But the hope of Jesus is that we're forgiven, that God still uses us, and we have that opportunity for a unique relationship with God, and we should take advantage of it mm-hmm. uh, because he's calling us to come back to him. And if you're Samson's mother, don't give up. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep praying for your children. Well, there's a whole, there's like a whole sermon you could do, I was thinking about, because uh, before Samson's even born, there's a whole interaction between Samson's mom and dad and the angel of the Lord and I w- there's a whole sermon you could preach on parents don't discount what you do before your children are born and how it can impact them um, but yeah I wonder there are probably so many sleepless nights that she had praying for her son but that's a whole other so if you missed that uh, that sermon you can go to tlcc.church and you can see all that online and uh, we hope that it's encouraging to you and a reminder of God's goodness and his power uh, at work in your life okay we want to let you know of a couple things coming up Brian you got the TLCC top three for the week yeah first one is uh, leadership recommendations Mm. so our, our church's process is to accept recommendations for elders and deacons from the congregation because people look around them and they recognize usually guys who already are doing these jobs maybe not totally but but they're already fulfilling a lot of these uh, um, duties of elder or deacon and we're just kind of giving them the title and usually there's a little bit more responsibility that then comes with it 
but uh, the leadership recommendation forms came out last week and we accept them for a couple more weeks at least um, and the elders start going through them in a, uh, on what is it the 10th and they start to vet them talk to these guys and say are you interested and all those things and so if you have recognized a guy in our church that would be a, a great servant in the role of elder or deacon they are those forms are at the info center mm -hmm. and we just ask you to put their name there it's not your job to vet everything about them I mean they'll go through an interview process and all that but you write down there just a very, very simple you know sentence or two why do you think this person would be uh, qualified and fit to serve in this area okay. so that's the first one okay second is the pool party we had talked about VBS quite a bit but I don't think on here we had mentioned the pool party so VBS is the 10th through the 14th and then Friday the 14th in the evening from 7 to 9 we've rented the aquatic center out at Rothwell Park mm -hmm. and um, anyone in the church family is welcome to attend it's a great opportunity We're, well it's not free well I'm saying for you guys it's <laughs> free we free. rent the church rented it out <laughs> but you show up you don't have to pay right that's what I'm saying um, it's a great opportunity to meet some families whose kids maybe have come to VBS mm -hmm. and um, so I would definitely encourage you if you come to the pool party take a minute and introduce yourself to a family or two that you don't personally know they might be members of our church that you haven't met yet or they might be um, new visitors or new guests that we've um, made during VBS and we want to mm -hmm. welcome them and, and get to know them as well well said all right third one serve day projects serve day this year I guess a little teaser for that is it's going to be September 10th is that right yep. okay September 10th is a day where we're going to be worshiping down at the park if you choose to there'll still be an early service here if you can't uh, easily get down to the park or something but we're gonna have a service at the park at 10:45 at our normal second hour time that coincides with Gus Macker and Junk Junction and all that. And this year, we hope we don't get rained out. I was going to say, Brian has guaranteed us this um, year. He's already talked to God. There's not going to be any rain that morning. Well, I have guaranteed you we're putting the instruments under, under, under the yeah. pavilion. <laughs> <laughs> Unless somebody has a huge tent they want to bring us in. Yeah. One way or another, our sound equipment's going to be under a covering this year. Uh, but before and after that, we're going to kind of combine Serve Day with that outdoor service that day and so some of our projects will be early morning you know maybe people want to start at seven and and then they're done by the time that second service starts and they come downtown and worship and they're finished with theirs others will start right after it's over so our goal is to have everybody in the church that's here that day participate in some projects and so we need a variety of projects. And so we've talked about, like we do every year, starting earlier, and this isn't really that early. No, I mean, it's, it's not. not that far away. Yeah. You can't start too early because then the projects you work on already get completed <laughs> yeah. before then. But we want you to help with that. So if you notice a project, uh, it could be at your house, it could be with a neighbor, it could be with an organization, uh, could be with a facility around town that never gets cared for the way that it needs to be uh, whatever 
we have a, a website that we always put up, and I just updated it today. It's tlcc.church slash serve. Really easy. Go there, and what's there currently is a form where you just fill out, I've noticed this project, and we can't guarantee every project that you submit is going to be done. Yeah. Like, we hope to get a ton of them and have to kind of pick through them and pick and choose. But we also would say, even if you're a little bit iffy about, will this project be appropriate? Send it to us, please. Because yeah. some years, we're kind of short on projects. Yeah. If, if we want everybody to get involved, we need a project for at least 200 people. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of those projects, we need to have a variety of projects so that you can have people who are not as ambulatory you can have projects for people who are that means people that are able to get out and do stuff yes. using big words <laughs> sorry ambulatory and, oh my and projects for people who like to do construction or get even outside for families inside. with young kids yeah, yeah. a variety of projects is helpful yeah and the whole goal of serve day is just to get outside of ourselves to remember that we love worshiping together but also if we're not being the hands and feet of jesus and we're not really a yeah, in our community and surrounding communities that we're not really accomplishing our mission. We know so many of you do that on a daily, weekly basis where you're serving people. But it's just good reminder as a church as a whole that we do this together to kind of solidify it as a commitment of ours to love others the way Christ has loved us. So we'd love for you to submit those um, ideas, maybe some suggestions that you have, tlcc.church slash serve. And you can fill out that uh, form there. By the way, at that website, you'll also see a link just to a general um, serve form for on an ongoing basis. Our church needs, you know, dozens, hundreds, really, of volunteers because not everybody serves every week. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, if we're a part of the body of Christ, we should all be serving. Yeah. Well, there's some of you listening that are like, I, I don't. Um, I don't know where I fit into that. And it's a really simple form. And if you fill it out, it gets sent to us by email. It's just like, I want to serve. And I don't know exactly how, but here's some of my skills or whatever. And that's always on the website, but you may not have seen it before. And we we guarantee you, we can find a place for you to serve in this church or in one of our parachurch ministries or something. Absolutely. So there's your TLCC top three. The leadership recommendations, if you want to fill those form out, it is on at the uh, front desk in the lobby uh, of the church building. The pool party, which is happening July 14th. Seven to nine. Seven to nine. Uh, we'd love for you to participate in that. And then also just that kind of um, preview of serve day. And we'd love to have your input on different project ideas that you might have or people that need to be served that you've noticed uh, either are being neglected or need some extra help. So that's at tlcc.church slash serve. There you go, TLC top three of the day. Okay, we wanna move on to a spotlight of the week and the spotlight of the week is going to be so I kind of decided this on my own. He went rogue. This was a very kind of weird morning where Listen, we were we, we were we were all over the place. Yeah, I was gone for most of the morning at a meeting, and it's summertime, it's so summer. people I've are here and there. Yeah. Mary's been gone for a month uh, ish. Feels like it. I can't. So it, it it has been a lull. Yep. So we don't have a whole lot to talk about. So 
So Brian went rogue. Our Go ahead, spotlight Brian. is going to just be talking about Kemp's celebration. Okay. Because, um, I mean, Mary's involved somewhat with every week because yeah. she's the treasurer. Mm-hmm. I was actually, I didn't do much with Kemp this year. Weren't the, you a dorm dad? Not this year. Oh, not this year? No. Okay. okay. No. And I preached for a week. Uh, I was out there for fifth and sixth graders, or right? Mm-hmm. Nine, ten, eleven. Nine, ten, eleven, yeah. yeah. Um, and helped out a little bit with high school week. So I, I made sure the sound system worked. That's there you about go. All. <laughs> Which is huge. <laughs> so, camp celebration was Sunday night. And we didn't want to talk about some of these things last week because that kind of spoils camp celebration. Right. But. We can just hit on some of the successes, yeah. I thought, because not everybody was there. It's always at a weird time, and you know, attendance isn't great. Some people don't want to sit outside, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I kind of jotted down some notes as we went through okay. that um, Seedling had 25 kids, Timber 26, Wildwood had 57, mm-hmm. which is that normal? That's higher. But that's when we we have a, a bunch of kids that age going through middle school right now. Yeah. And they've just moved up group. into one. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And then Acorn had 23. Sapling had 44. And the last couple of years, I helped with Sapling. But Preston moved up. And um, Vegas, they had plenty of dorm beds. Nobody had to ask. And I didn't mind having a, a year <laughs> off of doing that either. Well, I tell you, Doug Delp was there. And he was telling me how he said, I I said, oh, so you, you come back and you enjoy sleeping in the cabins. He's like, well, I'll tell you what, it's getting harder and harder. <laughs> if I didn't have Ruby with him, yeah. he said, I don't know if I, I could do it again. <laughs> but it's nice to have a little break. It is cool because our camp is a local camp. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you hear those numbers. There's, I don't know, there's probably people listening that are like, well, I mean, I came from a camp that had 500 kids some of the yeah. weeks there, you know lots of cabins and and all that our camp feels unique and some one of the people there said um something like i wouldn't trade it for anything well there might be people that disagree with that however our camp has a very unique feel uh you know sometimes you have as many faculty or many helpers volunteers as you do kids they get a lot of attention they have a lot of opportunity to talk one-on-one with teachers and I think there's a lot of special things about yeah our camp you know that just in the years I've been it was way different when I came from you know huge camp with swimming pool and you know air-conditioned chapel and all these things to this camp and you could you could see positive about both but there's something special about the field wide oak for sure and that's why people like those more relational yeah they continue coming back. I mean, and the camp has made tons of improvements too in the last like, 10 years. Yeah. Um, a long time ago, I used to do Mary's job. And it, it, since that time, however long ago that was, they're like, well, I don't think we had any air conditioning in the cabins no. when I was the treasurer. Yeah. Um, things like that. So they have tried to make it, you know, modernize, modernize it some. But, but somebody was standing there in line with me at at the dinner at potluck and they were like this chapel was here when i was a kid mm-hmm. or not the, the mess hall not the, the chapel was, the yeah. mess hall and i was like wow i didn't realize that like yeah. they were and this person might have grandkids at, at camp now you know yeah. 
So that was neat. So probably the biggest highlight that I wrote down out of all these things was during Wildwood Week, I think they said they had six, no, seven people baptized during that week. Yes. And then three more students, which two of them I think are ours, Mm -hmm. were baptized at their home church, or are going to be. We still have one student going to be, like next week or something. Yeah. That came through and made that decision at camp. And that's amazing. When you look at the ratio there, that's amazing. Uh, So I would just say um, the other thing about camp celebration for me, and then you you didn't get to come, did you? But uh, you can give your thing. But I made a Facebook post about the fact I was sitting there, and Alan and Marilyn are on the screen from Australia in real time. It's all working flawlessly, uh, thankfully. And... I, I made this post that said, you know, 75, or I don't remember how many years ago the homecoming was, but it's over 70 years for sure yeah. that that the camp's been there and people like your dad. Mm-hmm. When that camp started, could they have even, maybe they could imagine it, because, you know, there were like sci-fi things with flying cars and things out at that time, but uh, could they have imagined having your, like, chapel speaker on TV on the other side of the world. On the other side of the world in real time. Only a few seconds, you know, delay. like two seconds of delay is all we were experiencing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is really cool. Yeah. And I, I kind of worried how it would go. Yeah. For Matt's sake, because he planned it. And I was like, oh, I hope this works. And it did. It went really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just so few barriers now to either the gospel getting out there or communication with people that we support like that. Mm-hmm. There were, I guess, I didn't mention the other uh, missions that were supported. The Pioneer Bible Translators, the Phillips family, two different of, of the weeks supported Diamond Willow Ministries. Um, and there was a group called Jungle Kids for Christ in Ecuador. Mm-hmm. Um, was that all of them? I think that was all of them. Yeah. I thought it was interesting this year, in some weeks, up to a third of the campers were either brand new to White Oak or they were not from any of our churches, mm. you know, that we regularly meet with. Mm. Um, yes. And so we are having a chance to spend a week with kids who have little to no daily input on a scriptural basis. I'll say, last year when I was a cabin dad, two of the students in my cabin are from Moberly. Um, I don't know their families that well, but they're not affiliated with our church really, other than they might have some friends Mm -hmm. that they know here. And that was really cool to, like we're not just impacting the same kids that are going to come to VBS or or that you already have in junior worship. The camp is reaching beyond our normal set of kids that we constantly interact with. Yeah. So if you want to know more about uh, the camp, you can talk to Mary, who is uh, there. You can talk to Brian and I as well. Um, you could also check out their website to see some of the information. Uh, if you just search White Oak Christian Service Camp, uh, you will find all that information. They've finished up this year, and they won't have anything now for the rest of the summer. Um, but The campground is being rented by several other people. Entities right. that are using it. Yeah, yeah. So th- I'm just mean through through the uh, 
youth camp weeks are done for the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll get it'll get some use. But if you want to know for more information about it, or maybe you've heard us talk about it, but you're not really sure what it's all about, uh, you can get connected to it. Uh, just talk to one of us, and we'd love to communicate with you. You can also friend them on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, Anna uh, Fincher Culbertson does a great job of updating. Of, yeah, of keeping posts up and and current. So we want to close out with the blessing of the week. Uh, this week, Brian has the blessing of the week to share with us. So, Brian, would you uh, bring us home? Sure. Uh, I was thinking about camp mm-hmm. and about my own sons and just other kids and even how I was impacted by camp. And uh, I I am re rereading through a worship leader's devotional that I've used in classes I've taught and, and everything. I actually think maybe uh, Terry Couts might have given me this book, like when we graduated. I don't remember. He gave us some book, and it might have been this one. Mm. But just in my own, you know, when I first get to work, sit in the recliner in my office and, and do a little devotional a couple times a week. And this is a book. It's called Times of Refreshing. And I don't know. I read this one two days ago, I think. And I thought... Um, our kids learn a lot at camp from the classes and all that, but they learn just as much by observation. Mm-hmm. And last night we were at a ball game, and I was thinking, our baseball playing boys learn just as much. Like there was one of the coaches that kind of went off the rails for a little bit, and I was like, yeah, these kids are learning things not only by like their coaches teaching them how to pitch or whatever but by observing the way they react to like you know a call they disagree with or or all that probably they're learning just as much from that and that's what this was about people have a need to be taught not only by your words but just as much by your actions the don't do as I do do as I say mentality has to be removed from our way of thinking Mm -hmm. we as the people involved in the ministry and this is again written for worship leaders but I think it applies to all of us it says we the people involved in the ministry of praise and worship can't just talk about worship being a way of life we have to live it and so that, that applies to all of us we must live it to the extent that others can look at us and see what worshipers are really like Refusing to accept this responsibility isn't an option. Like it or not, people will learn from your example. Mm-hmm. And so, again, blessings slash challenge is just that we're we're always an example. I mean, uh, and especially with kids, like as we go into VBS or as your uh, cabin dad or coaching a baseball team, like they're I think they're learning as much or more from those little things they observe in us and our attitude and stuff. And people learn that about Christians and Christianity too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's both a blessing and it's it's both a both a blessing and it's also terrifying. Yeah. It's a blessing because no matter who you are, the example you set matters. Which means you matter. It's also terrifying because then you're like, okay, people are watching every you know? single interaction. Yeah. And uh and you know, who I who I am when, you know, I think people are watching uh, matters just as much as when I think other people aren't watching because usually that's when your true self comes out and someone's seeing, you know, someone's mm-hmm. watching, whether it's your children or your family or people around you. Um, so it's a great reminder. Yeah, like one of the, and I don't even know exactly what happened, but one of the parents at the, the game last night, the umpire turned around and yelled at him and said, 
watch the game and shut up or get out, basically, or something <laughs> like that. Like, he, I he, like had, that he had had it. Right. Well, the coach, after the game, sent, this is maybe why this was on my mind, he sent to our little group me, you know, chat thing, parents, remember what you agreed to when you signed up. Like, our kids are learning from you. Yeah. And, and you could say that about a lot of things in life. Mm-hmm. And with Christians in our daily interactions, people mm-hmm. are learning about uh, God. They should be learning who God really is by our interaction. But sometimes we have to ask for grace because we don't do that well. I don't always do that well. All right, so you're, I hear you. i got to stop yelling so much at basketball games. <laughs> I'm, hearing, I'm hearing that. Uh, there's a difference between... like. A coach should be passionate. Like, yes, I love Preston's coaches, and the the people I was talking about are not the co- the coach situation was yeah. not part of his team. Yeah, our our boys have wonderful coaches this year, and I mean they're passionate and they'll speak up when they need to. There's a difference between that, yeah, and like you know heckling the umpire. Yeah. yeah. So be careful with your behavior. Know that people are watching, and know that you. Uh, are either shining a light on Jesus or you are detracting from that. Uh, We hope you have a great week. We hope that you're enjoying the summer, and we hope that uh, God will continue to bless you and lead you as you trust and follow in Him. We hope to see you next week here on the Ripple Effect Podcast. Have a great day.